Today's program is brought to you by Brooklyn Slate Company, a manufacturer of slate cheese boards, coasters, and other fine items. For more information, visit brooklynslate.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharp and Hot. I am your host, Chef Emily Peterson, joining you live from Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This is episode number 108, and I just looked down at my feet, and I saw that something cool happened in here, you guys. There's a guitar pick on the floor. I feel like that's a good omen. This is the episode that I have been simultaneously really looking forward to and also terrified of, and in the emails and messages that I've gotten from you guys, you agree. Uh, It is the week of Thanksgiving, and with that comes all of the emotional stress wrought by the holidays. And I want to say a couple of things at the top before my guest joins me. The first thing is that I'm incredibly thankful and I'm incredibly grateful for the life that my husband and I have gotten to build together. I really love my job. I have the most incredible network of friends. And as far as like bad shit goes, I don't have a whole lot of it. So in terms of like the super, super bad, that's not the kind of bad that I want to talk about today. Like I don't want to talk about... um, the super tragic. I think what's most relevant to people uh, in their I'm an adult now age, whatever that may mean for you, is the kind of middling stuff that's so stressful. And so I'm going to withhold my own life story a little bit, I think, because uh, it's not entirely relevant. Like the specificity of my own life isn't all that relevant. But what I will say is that anytime I say, to someone out in the wild, you know, I, I don't really do the family thing for Thanksgiving. What I hear back is, oh my God, I want that. And I think that's the norm. And so I want to use this platform and this episode to bring some light to the lives of people who <laughs> wish more than anything that they didn't have the pit in their stomach that I am extremely familiar with and have, even though I know I won't be confronted with some of the emotional baggage in a physical way, it's still very much present in an emotional way. So I want to introduce my guest and my friend, Christopher Torsiello. Welcome. Hello there. How are you today? I'm so excited to have you here. There was a moment on social media last night, I had posted, what if you hate the holidays? And you posted, I'm going to help you with, with the emotions around the holidays. I was like, God, you're so healthy. Yes, yes. <laughs> so... You are a licensed clinical social worker. You work in Brooklyn, right? I actually work in the financial district. The financial district, my bad. Um, And you see people on a regular basis in your practice that are struggling with exactly this kind of stuff, correct? Yes, and especially this time of year. Everybody gets very nervous about family expectations and where they want to be and how they should get there and travel, and it's an emotional roller coaster. Why do we do this to ourselves? I think there are all of these expectations around the holidays, and it's so difficult to distinguish what we want from what our families want for us. And so 
we don't want to disappoint them. We don't want to upset them. We don't want to experience the extreme guilt that a lot of our parents can put on us when we say, this is what I would like to do for the holidays. I'm going to give out the listener live call-in number. If you are listening live, if you're listening via podcast, you can feel free to email me at chefemily at sharpenhot.com. If you are listening live, the phone number is 718-497-2128. And this is a free safe space for you to call in and vent. I'll say it one more time in case you had to grab a pen. 718-497-2128. I will go first in saying that I opted out of the family obligation stuff and it's been amazing it's been really like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders and they Mm -hmm. they still talk to me yes i think that is what everybody fears the most that if we say no to our family we will be cut off from them and they will no longer speak to us that their their rage will fuel a separation and And that rarely happens and i would make the argument that let's let's play that out and say that that's true are those people that you want to keep around anyway i agree if if a family cannot accept that you want to do something different and they are not going to speak to you over it that's not a real connection right and And it's better to know it's better to know so we have a listener who sent us a recording jack do we have that first one queued up and then i know jack Executive producer and engineer of the show wants to talk as well, and the two oh, yeah. the two comments kind of go hand in hand. I feel so like I've mentioned right. it before, right? Like my dream and yours is just to escape. One, <laughs> one day I'll do it. So let's play this uh, this comment here from uh, Rachie. I have to have three Thanksgivings. It's Why? too many because my parents are divorced, and so that means two Thanksgivings. Um, one Friday, one Saturday, I mean, one Thursday, one Friday. And then my, my mom got remarried on Thanksgiving and they've decided that every Saturday of Thanksgiving, we have to have like a big family meal. And so we go out to eat and it's like, not, you know, like we're not cooking together and stuff. But by that point, I'm like, what do we even have to talk about? You know, it's like, I can't talk about politics anymore or like anything else. I just like eat bread quietly in the corner. It's too long. Three. Too, too many, possibly even three too many, you know? You can really hear the pain. Like, she's funny it's about anguish. it. It's really hard. So how do, how is someone to navigate that kind of expectation in a blended, not blended, divided family? Right, right. So I'm a little bit of a, a hard ass on this kind of stuff. So my recommendation to my clients is to just say no, to let your family know this is what I want to do. This is what will make me happy. You can ask them to participate in it. You can ask them to join you. You can ask them to travel to where you would like to be because it's not always the spending time with them that is difficult. It's the having to go back into their world. Lots of us have grown up. We've moved out. We live in new cities. And so to spend time with our families around the holidays means to go back to where we might have left for a reason. And we then have to go back and play the role that they're used to us playing. It's kind of regressing, in a way, back to childhood. And lots of us don't want to do it. I have now been out of my parents' house longer than I was in it. Right, me too. But if I pass that threshold, which I haven't done in years, but if I was to do that again... I know I would like immediately be expected to be back into like the 16 year old version of like go put on Tori Amos and be who we remember you being. Right. I have a trick for that, which is to bring a friend 
if you bring somebody from the present into your life in the past, it's really hard to regress because your friend won't let <laughs> They're you. They're going to look at you like, what yeah, are you doing? They call you out on it and say, I've never seen you behave this way. Why are you... So you have to bring the right friend. You can't bring a mousy friend. You have to bring no, a, like assertive friend. A loud, assertive <laughs> friend. Yes. I love that ally idea. Okay, so Jack, you have a similar scenario, right? You have divorce in your parents. Yeah, that's what, that's what hit me home with me and Rachie. It's mm. like everything is double, you know? Every holiday. And that's cool when you're a kid because you're like, great, two Christmas mornings. Oh, awesome. But then when you're an adult, you're like, wait a minute. I'm driving to Long Island on Christmas Eve and then Christmas morning. I'm going to drive to Queen. And then I'm just like, it's too much, you know? So I'm always like, my, my dream is either to escape or to say, like, I'm having Christmas here and y'all can all show up or not. Right. You what know? stops you from doing that? Um, I guess laziness. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning how to entertain by, by being on Sharp and Hot every week. So uh, I'll get there. I, you know, you mentioned escape and I have had this dream for ever. I wanted to do it for my wedding. I got outvoted. Later, my husband said, you were right. Which is to go to my favorite place on the planet that I've visited so far, which is St. John. That's beautiful. I love it there. It's a national park. It has everything I want. It has good food and cheap alcohol. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's easy to get to. And I want to rent a nice, big, spacious house so that people who want to opt out have somewhere to go. And I'm going to leave on my birthday, and I'm going to come back on St. Patrick's Day, maybe Valentine's Day, depending on how the skiing in the Northeast is. Mm -hmm. But just opt out. Now, I'm curious to know. You're like, mm-hmm. Uh, grin <laughs> on. I think I know the question. I Well, what's... Is that any, that's not any healthier, right? Well, it's healthy if it makes you happy, right? Unless it's crazy addiction. No, but, I think it would make me happy. Yes, <laughs> I yes. really do. And I don't want to, you know, if my, I have the best Thanksgiving plans, which are an invitation to someone else's house this year. Right. Which right. is awesome. Uh, it's sort of a blended Friendsgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving with some family members. And I'm like, I couldn't be happier. I'm super excited. But there is that like lingering you know frustration that i have of my own very stressful thanksgiving and holiday memories as a child that i don't think being in st john is going to make those go away you know if i hear alice's restaurant it's still going to make me sad yes and i think that a big chunk of what is difficult this time of year is feeling sorrow around <clears throat> excuse me a lot of the memories that we have that weren't always great and you can't really get rid of them you have to grieve it and move forward in a way is there a way to do that in the present like if it's still happening you know like can jack sort of grieve the loss of not having it be whatever he wanted it to be either as a child or now while it's still actively happening i think the idea behind that is every single time jack has the pattern reactivated it's picking at the wound and so it's really difficult to start grieving something that's still happening and you do need to stop it so that you can start to heal you hear that jack i do <laughs> and there has to be a huge amount of guilt and shame that comes along with that like my knee-jerk reaction when you said like you just say no I know logically this isn't true, but my in my inside voice was like, they're going to think I'm so selfish. Yeah. Well, here's a theory on where that comes from, and maybe knowing where it comes from can help cope with it. And when we're really little, if we tell our parents no, which anybody who has a two-year-old in their family knows what that looks like, our parents can respond two ways. They can either say, okay, 
you're allowed to say no and I'm all right. Or they get really wounded because we rejected them. We said, no, I don't want to hug. No, I don't want to kiss. And then they, we pick up that they feel guilty that we didn't want to do something for them. The parents who said it was okay to say no end up with kids who say no more often as adults and everything goes well. Those are the kids who say, no, I don't want to come home for Thanksgiving. And their mom says, or their dad says, or moms or dads, that's fantastic. Have a great time. I'll be okay. Don't worry about me. The ones who kind of get sad on the phone or upset on the phone are the ones that get really hurt when their children say no to them. So now you're touching me as a parent. I totally did that to my kid. And when, like, <laughs> I, so we have this routine where I clip him into his car seat after I pick him up from school and he gives me a kiss. And there was a day that he said no. And I went like, <gasps> no, yeah. I was sort of being playful, but. Now, if he like, he's like, no, mommy, I want to kiss. And I, I can tell. Is, is he now doomed for life? No. Okay, go. No, no. <laughs> the thing that, what's the right way to say it? The, the idea is that when kids start saying no, it's their way of telling their parents, I'm not you. Because they, especially to a mom, they literally are you. They come from you. They are you. And when they start to realize that they're their own person, they start saying no. And that's a natural individuation process. And we should let them do that. I've been working really, really hard and like reading a lot of like <laughs> academic writing on right, this right. because I want to model different behavior for my son that was not modeled for me. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot of like letting him decide what he wants to do. And so around the holidays, it's like, I am not I am going to work really hard at a couple of things, one of which is not making him hate the holidays, like right. not sensing my anxiety and stress about it, and then like making him neurotic around mm -hmm. the holidays. And so I'm trying to use it as an opportunity to like re, um, like feel like a little kid again. Absolutely. For me. And it's Absolutely. been really healthy. <laughs> I feel like it's been fun and healthy to be like, you know, we're starting to talk about Santa, and he like mm -hmm. gets it this year. Last yes. year, he totally. How old didn't. is he? Three. Oh my gosh! So he's like he's his my brother, his uncle Joey, who has hosted Sharp and Hot, has told him about the elves, uh -huh. and I feel like that's a way to say no, but put it on the elves, not on mommy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think once the now I have this new generation in my life, and it's oh, I I don't want to carry on being the kid who can't say no to her parents. I can pretty straightforward say, I mean, I've gotten to a point where I can say no to them. And that was sort of the impetus behind wanting to have this show. Um, I, fe I just feel real heartbreak for the number of people who say to me, like, tell me the stories that, of right, what they're looking right. forward to this week. And I just, I don't know. I just want to like hug everyone who's feeling it. Um, I'm going to give out the call-in number one more time. It's 718-497-2128. If we are speaking your language, feel free to call in live, and Chris will take your phone calls. We have to take a quick break, but I feel like you were about to say something. It can go after the break. Sounds good.
Today's program is brought to you by Brooklyn Slate Company, a manufacturer of slate cheese boards, coasters, and other fine items. Brooklyn Slate Company is a collaborative effort from Brooklyn graphic designer Sean Tice and Parsons graduate student Christy Hadica. After visiting Christy's family slate quarry in upstate New York in the spring of 2009, the two grabbed a few pieces for use as all-purpose boards back home in Brooklyn and began gifting pieces to friends. The response was so overwhelmingly positive that the two struck out to produce a line of slate products. We encourage you to visit brooklynslate.com for more. You can also get your own Brooklyn Slate care package by becoming a super fan member of Heritage Radio Network. Visit heritageradionetwork.org slash donate for more. All right, we got a caller. All right. Hey, caller. Welcome to Sharp and Hot. How are you? Hi, Chef Emily. I am okay. Um, A little bit dreading the holidays, so I'm really glad to hear that... uh there's some help out there for me. <laughs> you are not alone. Tell us what you're dreading about them. Well, um, so I've always thought of myself as like a person who is really close to my family. Um, you know, we, we don't have any sort of like skeletons in the closet, but I feel like this holiday season, I don't want to. I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, it's interesting to hear you guys talk about like giving permission, and I think what I want permission to say is that like I'm not a sociopath if I don't want to go see my family for Thanksgiving and it's okay if I really just want some alone time but I do feel a little worried that I'm going to hurt my a couple of people in my family mostly my mom who whose family we go see and then I feel like I also might hurt the rest of my family by um, not cooking for them because I don't think that anybody else actually really knows how to cook, but they might not care. So I don't know. Maybe that's more of a cooking question for Emily. Like, <laughs> like is it okay to just like shirk your responsibilities there, knowing everyone will just eat like like slightly less well? You want me to go? I'll take the cooking go first. half. Go ahead. There's always takeout. Mm-hmm. There's always takeout, <laughs> and like there's this idea that we have to have perfectly cooked Martha Stewart turkey. And I've been so stressed out reading all of the recommendations about pie crust because every single recipe I've read has said, do not overmix it because you do not want a tough crust. That's right. You will ruin your pie crust. I have never had a tough crust. And I've made pie crust since I was a small child. The pie is delicious. Yes, yes. And so if we can extract... So there's the part of it that's extracting the idea that we need to have the traditional Thanksgiving dinner at all, but also extracting like that we're going to somehow save our family through the meal that we create. Yeah, exactly. I think that I suffered from this a lot. Um, I have a family member who I no longer have contact with, and I had a thought in my head in one of the last um, holiday gatherings. I was literally, it's so, I can laugh about it now. I was literally tying name tags onto little bundles of sticks. And I thought to myself, if, if these bundles of sticks are just... God, I could get emotional. Yeah. If these bundles of sticks are just good enough, right. it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And there was like a moment of like, that's the crazy talking. That, like opting out and having said no thank you, that would have been the same thing to do. It was the like, somehow I'm going to fix it by cooking perfectly, tying, making the place settings perfect. You know, it was never going to fix it. I think that's the wish we all have for perfection in our families. And the acknowledgement that there's no such thing is the self-regarding idea, that you don't have to work so hard. And as far as this idea of 
hurting family and does it make somebody a sociopath if they do something that hurts their family? We all hurt everybody that we are in a relationship with. If you are in a relationship with any other human, there is going to be a moment they experience hurt. There's a difference, I think, between like purposeful hurt and them being hurt because they're disappointed. When somebody wants something and we say no, they usually get hurt. That's okay. That's okay for them to experience. It's part of being alive. God, that's so freeing. Caller, are you still there? Yeah, I am. That was that was like a little weirdly emotional to me because I feel like um I don't know, I've like carried that around with me a lot as an adult to say like, is it wrong of me not to like my family? Is it wrong of me not to want to spend time with them and um, you know, to have someone just say like, it's okay. Like that's okay. You're not obligated to do that. Um and that they're going to get hurt either way, you know, like yeah. they're going to experience it either way. And like you get to, you know, take yourself out of that a little bit. Well, and it gives everybody permission to say no. They get to say no to you. You get to say no to them. We can all tolerate a little pain. Wow. <laughs> Problem solved. And back on the cooking tip, I will say that there was a year I can't remember if my husband and I were yet married. Oh, we were definitely married. We were living in our apartment in Jersey City, so we had to have been married, where it was just the two of us, and we said no thank you to our families, um, and we made turkey mole, and we'd never made what mole. What is turkey mole? So mole is this traditional Mexican sort oh. of braising sauce. It's like cocoa and nuts mm-hmm. and toasted bread, and you make it into this incredible puree. We got oysters. We got stuff to make delicious cocktails. We had great music. It was awesome. Yeah, I want to be there. Yeah, I mean, it was great. And, like, we splattered mole on the ceiling. And for <laughs> as long as we lived there, because it, like, bubbles and it literally takes a full day to make. For as long as we lived there, every time I would see the mole on the ceiling, it would, like, warm my heart a little bit. Right, right. So, caller, if you're, I, I mean, I think we can collectively say we give this person permission to say no. Yes, you have permission to say no. Oh, guys, thank you. That means a lot. Um, <laughs> well, enjoy your Thanksgivings. I hope that they're full of, of the right kinds of no's and all of the good kinds of yeses. <laughs> thank you. You too. Thank you, you for calling. Well. Hey, Emily, I've got, I've got an intense one. Okay, go. So what about your significant other having, like, way too many fa- family obligations and then you being tied into those? It's a whole different kind of worms, right? Well, I think it depends on the type of relationship you're in. I recommend going to the obligations if your significant other wants to go. It's kind and compassionate, and it will serve the relationship. What if they don't want to go? But they feel the obligation. Yeah, like, what if your dream is just like getting away from all obligations with your significant other, and you're like, you know. Let's do that together. Yeah. Let's flee. But then you don't want to be the one telling them to say no if they don't even want to say no. Well, I think if you want to say no, it's sort of a, it's a measure of who is going to be suffering the most. (laughs) Possible show title. Yes. Who will suffer the most. And, And through a probably unpleasant conversation you can sort of assess who is going to be in the most pain. And I would, I would say to eliminate that choice. Make the choice go away that's going to cause one of you the most pain. That's really well put. Yeah. And I mean, Thanksgiving is the beginning. And I feel like 
you know, there's like this huge travel weekend. The th- it's crazy. Like the thought of going to an airport on Wednesday night. I'm doing that in the morning. You're doing it on yes. Wednesday? Okay, so Tomorrow what are- morning. Oh my heavens, what are you... Okay, so where are you flying? Right, so I am flying to Miami with my partner, and it is actually our first Thanksgiving where our... Well, the first time that our parents are meeting. So his parents are already down there, and uh, apparently they're all hanging out, and they might be listening to this show. Your parents and his parents are hanging out for the first time without you guys there to mediate. Yeah, they did this last night. They went out to uh, pizza. And you, yes. are you confident? I mean, you must be confident if you let it happen. Well, it sounds like it went well, and it didn't feel like I had too much control over it, because my mom sort of flies solo, so okay. mm-hmm. a no wouldn't have done anything. Right. <laughs> it's like, I have all of this advice about saying no, but it doesn't always work. Right, right. <laughs> this is why I, too, have a therapist. Right. I think, can I just put a plug out there for the therapists of the world? Everyone should have one. I agree. Everyone yes. should have a therapist. I have a therapist. My husband and I go to therapy together. Yeah. It's awesome. It's like, you don't, I, I have, a, I had a friend who was like, I don't want to go to therapy. I, that's what I have friends for. And it's like, no, it's totally different. Absolutely. How, so address that. How is it different for people who are like, holy, like, what does that even mean? That it would be like a sign of weakness or something. Well, I think the, uh, the idea of going to therapy has become so medicalized in the last 20, 30 years that we think if you're in therapy, that means you have a severe mental health diagnosis. And if you do have a mel- mental health diagnosis, that is okay. It's like having any other uh, diagnosis in the rest of your body. But lots of people just go to therapy to make sense out of their life, to make meaning out of what's happening to them to deal with the suffering that they're going through, the traumas of everyday life. It's really okay to go. I, I just think that it, it has helped me enormously. Like I am, I live a very secular life. So yes. on the holidays, like I don't have a me church. Too. I don't have a me like, too. occasionally I'm like, I kind of want to go hear Christmas carols in a church, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it doesn't make me want to go back to becoming a Christian person. Um, but there is a certain amount of just like talking out some of the existential stuff that smart people think about in the safety of an office where it's never going to go anywhere. Exactly. It's great. Yes, yes. I agree. That's what I, I use it for. It's like my church. I love hearing that you have a therapist. I do have a therapist. Like that's the best plug of all. I think she might be listening because <laughs> I canceled my therapy session to come here today. So you mentioned that off air. I didn't want to bring it up. Yes. Well, I was supposed to be at therapy at two o'clock today, but I canceled. She knows. She knows. <laughs> so I could be here. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. Jack, do you have a therapist? I wish. I really, really wish. And I tried once, and it was just too expensive for me. I was paying um, the copay out of pocket. Well, not even a copay. It was just, it was, um, I don't remember what, what place it was, but it was supposed to be like an affordable one. And it was compared to others, but for me, that weekly price was just too much. And I, I really regret that I don't have a therapist, and I, I'm, I'm not able to see one. This has always been an issue for me. It can be prohibitively expensive and it's important to look for a a therapist that works on a sliding scale that's something i do i I this is my bias i'm also a licensed social worker i think that social workers tend to drop their fees a little bit more to let everybody have access to care Mm. so is there a website that folks can go to if they're listening to like put in their zip code and find psychology today is a really great website and also goodtherapy.org 
So plug for them. It is that time of year where I bet your phone is ringing off the hook. <laughs> yes. Well, you get a uptick in new clients around October as people prepare. And then you get your next one towards the end of January when everybody needs to make sense of what the heck just happened. <laughs> Maybe we should have you back on and we can see Absolutely. how everybody's holidays shook out. Um, I had, I will, I, we're almost out of time, but I just want to say one anecdote that I, a person that I have not been able to stop thinking about was a student uh, at one of the universities where I teach mm. who I told her that I was, that I had opted out, that I came from a long line of, a long line of holidays that have brought me to a place in my 36 years that I can say right. no, like no, right. and her eyes like welled up, and she was like, she wanted to. She said, "I can't wait to be where you are," and it was sad to me that I don't want this young, vibrant young person to wish away their life, but her parents are paying her tuition, right? And right. so, and I just said to her, like, it, it's like Dan Savage's. It gets better. It does. Mm-hmm. Like adulthood in general things can get better. Well, yes. As we become more independent, we have the options of saying no more often. Yep. Right? Like dependency breeds control. So I think I am, I feel confident that I'm going to go into this holiday season with measured expectations. I think that was another huge realization I had. Go sure. Ahead. Like not to expect that it's going to be yeah. like ice skating under the Rockefeller tree. I think ar- around the idea of no, what trips most people up is this feeling or this need, this compulsion to take care of our parents. There's a very famous uh, psychoanal- psychoanalyst, I always trip over that, <laughs> Alice Miller, and she worked with lots of children who had been traumatized. And one of her greatest quotes, and I'm paraphrasing here, is that it's a parent's job to always take care of a child, and it's never a child's job to take care of a parent. And when we don't say no, what we're actually doing is taking care of them. And that puts the dynamic backwards. It's their job to care for us until the, till the very end. And that's the deal that comes with having children. That I, that is so wow. meaningful. You hear that, Jack? Yeah, this is great. Chris, thank you so much for coming on Sharp and Hot. Thank you for having me. This was fantastic. In all seriousness, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I will. I know I'm going to. I'm really excited for it. Seth Godin has put out a PDF. Um, I think it's, it's called something like the downloadable Thanksgiving something and I downloaded it and I yeah. started reading it and I got all emotional and I was like, this is what it's really about. It's right, really right. about... Choosing to be around people who you love and who love you. Yes. And forego the travel if you can or embrace it with a smile if you must. Right. But I want everyone to know you have permission. You have permission to say no. And just do you. Yes. Do you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 108 of Sharp and Hot. Until next week, everybody, have a wonderful Thanksgiving opening of the holiday season and keep playing with fire and knives thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the itunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at heritage underscore radio you can email us questions at any time at info at heritage radio network.org Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.